0: What's going on, beautiful people? Welcome back to another episode of Respect the Game. My name is Edward, named after trilogy. That being my pop. Shout out to my mother and my grandmother for helping raise me too. Please make sure you go follow at Emacstats for all your up to date high school, pro, and collegiate sports coverage. We will not disappoint. We will keep you up to date on all that is going on in the beautiful, illustrious sports world. Uh, We will pass it to our brother, Sean Hart Izzo, but he's not in the building currently. He may be joining us shortly, hopefully. But if not, we're definitely going to hold it down in his absence. Uh, But what is the podcast about your brother?
1: Yo, it is the host with the most and blows the most smoke, Black Peace, the Rob plug, the hip hop plug. You already know. Be sure to go check out Talk and Smoke on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you get your dope podcasts from. You know, let's get it. Let's go.
2: Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, depending on where you're chiming in from. My name is Sedacious Miles, and on behalf of me and my brothers, I just want to say thank you so much for rocking with us and supporting us, watching and listening. We really appreciate it. Um, my only two plugs is going to be the same: uh, coopb.com, c o o p b.com, smarterthanmoney.com. Take it away, bro.
0: And we back. We are back uh, after the Thanksgiving holidays, after our in-person live episode uh, slash minus the who was with us, be zone. But nonetheless, man, we back to our regular scheduled program. We're gonna try to squeeze in some episodes here in the month of December before we take a nice little break for the Christmas break. Um, but yeah, let's get straight to it. I'm gonna come straight to you. Hi, uh, Darnell. Pass it. Pass it off to you. College football playoffs. We have number one Michigan, number two Washington, number three Texas, number four Alabama. First two out. and number five, you have Florida. You have Florida State University. Again, at number six, you have Georgia. Gardner, I know me you talked earlier this week, and you were mostly frustrated just about uh, bets within, you know, dealing with Michigan and so on and so forth. Um, but right now, there's a lot of chaos going on for people feeling feeling as if though Florida State was given a bad given a bad shake and not making the playoffs over Alabama. Right? You talk about the committee going through all this protocol, going through this metric system on who should be in and who should be out. It is said within the committee's doctrine that their responsibility is to put in the best four football teams. The best four football teams should compete for the national title. Not the team with the best record, per se, or not necessarily the most deserving. Um, We'll we'll just say not the most deserving because... Whether or not you have a good record, that is baked into whether or not you have earned the right to be considered to be in the college football playoffs to play for a national championship. Florida State University, they are undefeated at 13-0. and 0. However, they lost their starting quarterback in Jordan Chartres, Uh And the 11th game, I believe it was, however, they went on to Finish out the season undefeated, and then they won their conference championship against Louisville to go to 13 and 0. And in that game against Louisville, they were playing with a true freshman, meaning after they lost Jordan Travis the week 11, they ended up also losing their backup quarterback, who I believe was out due to a concussion protocol. And you could say, hey, they still found a way to win. Um, they should have been in, but however, when you're judging them, they went 11-0 with Jordan Travis. You could say, all right, two games, they go 2-0 and 0 without Jordan Travis. But they look not as dominant, not as great, not like the same football team as they did on the offensive side when they had Jordan Travis. They won their conference championship again against Louisville, but they did that going into the fourth quarter with the game tied at three points apiece. At three points apiece, um, I also want to say that the quarterback that they had I mean, either either the entire game or maybe at some point late into the fourth quarter, he had only had throwing for 54 passing yards. So when you talk about trying to win the champion, championship, when you talk about being able to be unnecessarily dominant, but just being able to be effective from both the offensive and defensive side, a lot of people looked at that from Florida State's perspective to be our like, y'all without you child star quarterback who's been able to propel y'all offensively. We don't believe that without him, y'all are still deemed to be a championship-worthy team. And because of that, Alabama, who was able to beat Georgia, who's been the number one team throughout this season and have won 20-plus straight games the past two years being knocked out by Alabama, far more... Impressive than a struggling Florida State team. Do you feel like, Darnell, Florida State should have been in the college football playoffs over Alabama?
1: Absolutely not. And it's, uh, it's based on the ways they won or they managed to not lose. Uh, and I think that's what it boils down to. They managed to not lose games rather than win games. And I think that's what it comes down to, the college football uh, structure. Uh, I have a few personal friends that are just – and associates that are just very disappointed. Like, you know, this is what college football is about. It's about miracles. It's like I feel like if they would have seen – shown a little bit more more, miraculousness in the last two games, three games uh, without Jordan, I would have been more on the bandwagon for them to make it to the playoffs. But the fact that they were just kind of like getting by and more relying on the defense – and not and not not showing any impact on offense as far as like firepower. It's just like, dude, you know, do you want to have another T, uh, TCU two 0? Do you want to see another team get smashed and obliterated and embarrassed and you know knocked off the totem pole as it is? Like, you know, I I personally feel like um, people need to just toughen up, poor change, and accept the fact that hey man, this is reality. Like, you know. Um, you you know even though they told you when you go uh, if you go in the field, you get a chance it's like at this point what are you getting a chance for a chance to get your ass whooped like because that's what they that's what they're setting themselves up for you know the, you know the 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 players are so upset and the coaches are so upset like we earned it and it's like seriously you, you earned an ass whooping there is no doubt about it these players have high caliber stars like you guys are barely getting by they have <laughs> they have people that are going to the NFL next year. Like, you know, you do – you know, I'm pretty sure Jordan Travis is, is, is on the way to the NFL, if not this year or the next year or slightly in his future. So it's just like you take an NFL player and you put them on a team and then they get hurt in this situation or a potential player. It's like it, it changes everything because now you're dealing, like you said, with a true freshman. Now you're dealing with the third, the third string. Now you're dealing with – Players who didn't, who never imagined themselves touching the ball, let alone in a big playoff situation. So I feel like it's un, i believe it's unfair more to even the people that to the backups. Because at this point, like even if that was on their second stream, I may be fighting for them a little bit more. But the fact that they're on their third stream, I'm just like, bro, like, like that's not fair to him because he's not even mentally prepared. He's going into like to hell right now.
0: To be, uh, just to be be sure of your stance, you don't believe Florida should have been in the playoffs or you feel like they should have had a chance to go into the playoffs?
1: Absolutely not.
0: Absolutely not should have been in the
1: playoffs? Absolutely not. I see enough gruesome um, uh, uh, outweighed situations. I'm not trying to see it again. You ever seen a, 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 what is that, a pit bull kill a mouse? That's what's going to happen. You never seen it before, but that's what would happen. It would. I, I'm sorry, like with, with without the re, the ability to retaliate on command at quarterback, there's no way they're not gonna be able to keep up with any of those teams that were listed, especially against Georgia, a team that I don't even like. The fact that they can just run to get the ball so well and be able to get to the you know the end zone through the run and run out the clock, I can I can imagine how they're gonna be able to like keep up with that and that game management. So. Yeah.
0: yeah, but before yeah. I before, it I, that before I talked it to you, Sedacious, in that game championship game with the freshman quarterback, Florida State had a total of two hundred and nineteen offensive yards, only fifty-five yards passing and one hundred and sixty-four yards per rushing the football, Sedacious. Oh, You could also let the fans know about your new fine, uh, proclamation of being a, being a Georgia fan. But through you just being briefed on, you know, what I said and Darnell's take, in that situation, does Florida State deserve an opportunity to prove that they can't compete or should we just – or should they have been left out of the college football playoffs?
2: Um. I got like maybe like a two or three part, just depending on if I can remember. So I want to piggyback off of what my brother said, which which was very well said. By the way, maybe like really they backups should be mad. That's who should be mad. It's the backups. But anyway, well, what Darnell's saying is also there's a safety risk at hand, right? Because there have been times when you have these big teams that go up against these kind of R.A. teams. And where these guys thrive because of – just because of size and stature and those teams don't be really having the talent to match the the bigger and better schools. So that's where safety kind of becomes an issue. Um, Two, uh, Mike Greenberg uh, was talking about how if you just put all of the analytics in the computer, the computer will tell you who the four best teams is. I don't like that 13 niggas get to go into a room and just get to argue, and then all of a sudden, what well, is these going to be the tease because our argument was sufficient. It's like, how do we have AWS now and we can't just put everybody's stats in a computer and let the artificial intelligence tell us, okay, simply from the cornerbacks making this many tackles the linebackers making this many tackles, this many times a punt return got returned, this many times they blocked the field goal, all these, all these numbers, all this number crunching to tell us blink, 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 these the four, right? Because then it's unbiased. Then it's it's not subjective, it's objective, right? And so I just thought that, that was like a really good thought. And so um, last thing is, go dogs. Yeah, Dardell, I resent that statement that you don't like the Georgia Bulldogs. But mm. I don't know. Don't like no, them, no, no, so. no, no,
1: no. Michigan, 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 Michigan. My apologies, oh. if I said it wrong. Michigan.
2: No, no he, yeah. he hates Michigan. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, you like, was like Georgia, even though I don't like him. I was like, ouch! Like, did you not hear my soliloquy at the beginning? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he did. No, much respect you. to them for sure, for sure.
1: But I would yeah, like I, to say this. So imagine a AFC and NFC championship set up like this. You got the uh, 49ers, the Eagles, the Chiefs, and the Jets. But yet, no, Jets are actually have won a couple games against those teams. The Browns.
2: Nah, the Jets.
1: Okay, not either Jets. either or. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Because like, the Browns are in a situation where the,
2: the Browns are taps up. I think the Browns taps up for the Jets. Will
1: that's fair? But the Jets, prime example, right. the quarterback situation is, yeah. is is just out of hand. So therefore, like, bro, are you really gonna watch that? Yeah. Oh, they got defense. That's cute. <laughs> but once Patrick Mahomes getting in his zone, there's not much you really can do about it, bro. There's right. there's not much you can do except try to play catch up. Ask Josh Allen and ask uh, uh, Joe Barrow. Like that's literally what happened. Once he gets into his mode, it's nothing but a shootout. Maybe not this year because of the, the receiver weapons. Uh, but other than that, you get the idea.
0: Yeah. Uh, right. I, uh, myself, either, I don't believe that Florida State deserves to be in the uh, playoffs. You being redundant to a point where you don't have your starting quarterback. And, again, if maybe within those two games you were dominant As you were the previous eleven, that would be something to be respected. To be like, okay, it seems like Uh though they lost their starting quarterback, this team is still very like top tier. Uh, It doesn't seem as if though there's a tremendous drop off. But um, Jordan Travis, obviously starting quarterback, he gets hurt, and so he's you know full of emotions. He's feeling bad apologizing for getting hurt, saying, oh, man, I wish I would have got hurt somewhere so everybody could see that this team is more than one player. To that, I sincerely I understand where you're coming from, Jordan Travis, because you really want to see your team. You don't want to feel guilty for holding the team back just due to an unfortunate injury on the field. But to that, I say stop the cap, all right? We see what the Patriots look like since Tom Brady's left. So, unfortunately, in the game of football, without – a star-studded quarterback who has led the charge. If you take that away, the team ain't what the team's supposed to be in, in on any
2: football team. So, right. so the man, <laughs> somebody tell it like, that. It kind of feels like it wouldn't matter if they had the quarterback. No, 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 no.
0: If they had Jordan Travis, by far, put Florida State in. Jordan Travis was electric. Him and Coleman, uh, that dynamic duo. Then you got Benson being able to run the ball. One thousand percent. If uh, Jordan and Travis was healthy, no questions about it. Alabama not getting it, not getting in, regardless if they beat Georgia or not. But emotions aside, Florida State is not as good as they are without Jordan and Travis as they are with them. Point blank, period. And they had a chance to show that. They had a chance to show that. With the, with the two, with twice with that two-game sample size. So with your starting quarter, I mean with your third-string quarterback, you only you only put up again 164 points. Um, and really, now that I think about it, y'all only got one touchdown. you only got one touchdown on offense. Y'all were fortunate enough to uh, get a let's say a peak six if I'm not
1: the you know, I think it's safe to say I think the coach had the mindset that he was going to get in automatically as long as they just didn't lose. And I think that I think that was the issue. And I don't think I, I I'm not reneging on what I said necessarily, but I'm saying like based on the angle, based on the numbers, based on the way you guys performed, you guys don't deserve to be in there. because so you guys played it safe. It's like a boxing match it's like just like a 13 round boxing match. If there were 13 rounds, you go 11 rounds just hulling them, killing them, killing them. If, if by some reason, those judges seen in those rounds that you look okay, better rather than what you thought, and those last two you give up, they're going to give that match to the other boxer because they say, you know what, like those last two rounds they were iffy. I mean, those last two rounds you didn't really be dominant, and those other rounds, yeah, you may have won, but it wasn't enough to say, like okay, this guy's dead on his feet. You thought you won. And I think that's what they did. They went in the corner and they told him, hey, man, just, just stick and move. Stick and move. You'll be okay. Just stick and move. And I felt like, if anything, go out there and do it with your running back. Something. Do something to where, okay, we're putting up numbers. We're still dominant. We're still a force. Edward explained to me yesterday about how the ranking of college football is. It's about how powerful you are. It's not about getting wins. Yeah. Wins could be crap. You could be... Part of the worst and divisions. strength of schedule, strength of schedule. Exactly. Exactly. So therefore, it's like you can have an undefeated season. It's like I'm pretty sure it's a lot of colleges with undefeated seasons, but therefore, it's just like, bro, look who you played. Why are we going to put you in that position? It's just not fair. Size, talent, yeah. scouting abilities, all these things matter, and it's just like at the end of the day, people complain now, but they, but if they were to let this fly, we're literally going to see T- TCU all over again. And like I said. That was not worth watching after the first quarter and a half, which is scary. And
0: and TCU was given their fair shake, and and they actually got the opportunity to knock off and beat Michigan. So it's just like, oh, oh, uh, we gave an underdog team a chance. Like, okay, let's see how they do 65 7. And mind you, this is the biggest stage in college football where where you're trying to generate all your dollars, all your viewership, all your advertising.
1: this was supposed to be. That's what that stud Quentin Johnston. Bro. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and,
0: and like that 1,010% plays a factor. I think the TCU ruined it for Florida State. When um, I say they had a pick six, they didn't have a pick six. They had three uh, kick field goals and they uh, scored a touchdown. Uh, again, one more time. Versus Louisville in the championship conference championship, they put up 164 total yards of offense. And in the uh, 12th game of the season, after losing Jordan Travis with the second string guy, they only put up 224 yards of offense combined rushing and passing. Some quarterbacks put that up and just passing along. So maybe, and they won 24 to 15, they put up 24 points. They were able to score three touchdowns on um, with the second string but losing their second string and then that performance it just you you y'all are not the, they were not the same team and it was evident and Florida State if y'all want to have a if you to everybody who counted y'all out said the, the committee got it right beat Georgia beat Georgia if y'all really who y'all say y'all are, if y'all really deserve a shot y'all say y'all did, don't even beat Georgia. Don't even beat Georgia. Keep it close. Keep it close. Can you keep it close? If you can't even keep it close, the, the pity party, everybody saying, whoever feel like y'all should have had a chance, that's going to be immediately out the window and everybody can be
1: like, well, we're
0: glad they did make it. They're going to get beat by 40.
1: so." I did be one better. Name a top 10 team that can beat. Without Jordan Travis, name one. One. Top 10. I'll give you 10. I don't see it. I don't see it. Because I've seen, I want to say I've seen all of them at their best, or at least at the point of where they're at right now, and I don't think they can touch none of them. Top 10. All right, top
0: 10. You got Michigan, Washington, Texas, Alabama. I don't think they're beating none of them. Then we go to six because Florida State is fifth. I don't think they're going to be Georgia. I don't think they're. Nah, I don't think y'all are going to be Ohio State. Definitely not beating Oregon. Definitely not beating Missouri. They kill quarterbacks. Penn State. So, what playoff are you going to
1: play in again? <laughs> what college play? Now, now, you do that to the other three or the four, you're going to see competitive games. I right, had that top 10. You're going to see competitive games, close ones. You're going to be something you were going to want to watch and, and stop and, and maybe take off of work for. So that's the big difference. People always keep burning their mouth about it. When I heard it, I was not surprised. Only people that should be hurt are people that went to that damn school and people that support that school. Other than that, if you complain about it, you just want somebody, you just want to hear your voice be heard at this point because um, it's pretty damn obvious. Like that school spirit is the only reason why you want that team to go in. <laughs> you can't be the top 10 team. Are you talking about the college playoffs. Playoffs? No, it's
0: not happening. Playoffs? Kidding me? Speaking of the playoffs, ladies and gentlemen, shout out to everybody out there who is coming down and embarking upon this final week of fantasy football before the playoffs begin. I know someone such as myself, when I first entered the world of fantasy football, when I first entered the world of fantasy football, I (laughs) <laughs> Thought that I got the whole entire season. And then <laughs> I was like, I guess we'll figure it out once the playoffs for the NFL actually start. But no, man, oh, man, this has been a great journey. Um, This has been a great journey. I'm a deep dive bro, into Sedacious' situation. Sedacious, if I'm wrong, and it sounds like I'm being naive, obviously called me out on it. But me personally, I feel like you're by far probably the luckiest person in fantasy football because I think you've been on the road, not even paying attention to your fantasy uh, football league, and you've just been having guys play out there, absolute mind. You wrong. Okay. <laughs> okay. Before before you keep going, was there ever a spill throughout this season where like you lost track of like oh my lineup or?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what that's what you hit me up. You hit me up. It was like fantasy football, bro, because it was like what week three, week four, where like I had a whole bunch of people for to have a bye week, and I was for to just give up that. But week. that's what I'm saying,
1: though. That's
0: what I'm talking about. But maybe you just saying that was only that one week that that happened before you tapped
2: back in. Yeah, right, right. Once that happened, I was like, oh no, I got to stay on top of this because I was for to just give a week up. You know what I mean? And like I said, that was like week two or week three. And I started off a little rough, right? But once I start managing, I was like, okay. And I start climbing back. I think I'm number three. I think Angelique probably beat me off for of two. And I'm yeah. number three right now.
0: Yeah, right now uh, in our fantasy league, right now in our fantasy league, we got in the league. Uh, I don't, is Bronx, Braum, is that your cousin or your pro worker? You?
1: That's my cousin a lot.
0: Our cousin-in-law, uh, shout out to Barnes Barnes. Uh, he's eleven and two. He's number one. Shout out to the wife, Angelique. She is eight and five. Sedacious. She yeah, she's at number two. Her and Sedacious' record is tied, but Angelique edges out Sedacious. Uh, with uh fantasy points on the season. Sedacious also eight and five. Black Peace Darnell. He's at seven and six. At the four c I'm at number five uh seven and six as well. Darnell edges me out in fantasy points overall on the season. And our brother Sean I definitely, he's not on, um, but definitely have to tip your head and triple salute Sean is is uh, because you talk about Sedacious started with Isaac's for like the first three or four weeks was like nine, ten. Like, and we got a 10-man lead, so. Isaac was like 9, 10 for like four or five straight weeks and has jumped leaps and bounds. Like, so much so to the point where I felt like had I won this past week, I was in the clear to make the playoffs. But even if I, like, if I lose this upcoming week, I could be out because Isaac has amassed so many fantasy points uh, throughout the season. Um, has made some bold moves in terms of like playing Kyler Murray when he coming back off the ACL injury, uh playing uh what's his name? Uh, Justin Fields at the right time because you know how fickle his, his production could be uh, at times. He, he,
2: he bitched Justin Fields.
0: But at once upon a time he played him and came and pulled out some wins is what I'm saying, but I think he probably got him a free late
2: in the, uh, way Well, I'm in the just last. saying when Justin Fields started playing pool. For him to make the executive decision to be like, yeah, no, nah. yeah, <laughs> we not, we, yeah, we we never. never see I, the team. Got, I got. It. Yeah. I'm, I'm, done as well as I'm trying to win. Um, but yeah, but Isaac is uh
0: right behind me uh at six and seven. How nice would it be for all of us to be able to make
2: the uh, playoffs together? That, that that would that would be dope. That would be dope. All right, talk a little bit more trash.
0: Yeah, talk a little
2: bit more trash. in <laughs> the playoffs four. Not
0: nah, six. Top six make the playoffs. Oh wow. Yeah, top six makes the playoffs. The first top two seeds get a bye week. So, so the way it's set up is if all of us make the playoffs with the rankings how they currently are, you and Isaac will play each other uh, round one. Me and Darnell will face each other round two. And the wife and Bronx Bombers would uh, have a bye week to start off. But yeah, I personally hope that I just get some good fortune for um for my last game of the season. Uh because my brother, he this is his first year. I help him. He has two wins this season. He's two and eleven. He has two wins this entire fantasy football season. One of his wins comes off of me helping him orchestrate his roster the same week he was beating me, and that's, that's the things I get for just trying to be a good brother and Jamar Chase having the absolute game of his life. Um, also, to, to the guy, I don't know if y'all saw this, but there's a dude uh, on social media who posted this tweet Nico Collins. Oh, we're going to talk about the Texans here and a few. Shout out to Nico Collins, uh, my number one receiver on fantasy hasn't get to fail me. Um, I also want to say to Christian Curry, thank you for all you did for me this season. I know you probably done with the uh, with the injury that you had against. What that play right last night? Oh, the Bengals, yeah. The Bengals. Yeah, appreciate you for all you've done for me this season. Christian Kirk, uh came in the clutch for them. Nico Collins. Nico Collins had a day. The the Dallas Cowboys, they give up 34 plus points to the uh, Seattle Seahawks. And I can't, it's like, I, I want to be mad at them, but they the, the Cowboys defense got me out of so many jams this season in fantasy, bro. Hey. <laughs> but bro, like, for them to finally have a game. Was, yeah, yeah, man, it was tough, bro. Like, to start off behind the A ball, minus one, because the Cowboys just let D.K. McCall do whatever he wanted to do. That that was so but. I said all that to say, Nico Collins came through in the close because he put up 34 fantasy points for me against the Denver Broncos. And the Denver Broncos have been on a tear. They've been on a tear, neutralizing quarterbacks. Um, I lost one game this season because the Denver Broncos held Patrick Mahomes to five fantasy points. Um, and so this dude, so Nico Collins had... Kylan said, put up 34 fantasy points, 109, 190, at 191 receiver yards for one touchdown, and 34 fantasy points. 34.10 to be exact. All right. Now I'm going to put this in this proper perspective because I feel bad for the dude who was out there in this in this situation. Where is D.K. Maycalf What did D.K. have this season? Oh, uh, not this season, this past week.
2: Oh, against your Cowboys today. Just, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he scored a touchdown for sure. I was upset about it. So no, 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 no. He didn't score eight touchdown.
0: He scored three touchdowns. D.K. Maycalf has 134 <laughs> receiving yards for three touchdowns, right? totaling out to 37 fantasy points, 37.40 to be exact. And, again, D.K. Metcalf against the Dallas Cowboys had 134 receiving yards for three touchdowns. Mind you, going into that game, he had only had three touchdowns on the whole entire season, and he ended up getting three touchdowns. Yeah. So so this guy paraphrasing a bit, this guy had posted this tweet after Nico Collins went off for 191, a touchdown and 34 fantasy points. This dude had tweeted out. um, The dude tweeted out Nico Collins 34 fantasy points is the most points I left on the bench since DK (laughs) Metcalf's (laughs) 37.4. (laughs) <laughs> and when I heard, I read it again. I was like, yo, this dude had both Nico Collins and DK Metcalf sitting yeah. on the bench when they both had the games of their lives. And um, and so, so I uh, with the wife being in fantasy as well. I had showed it to her. She was just like, dang, did he at least win? And we never got that information. That's a great. That's a great question because I've been in situations like, damn, I left some points on the on the bench, but nonetheless, I still won. So you're not really tripping at times, you know what I'm saying? When you leave
2: you know, Last out. last week, I would have beat League Had I started Russ instead of start uh, Justin Herbert,
1: right? I'm Ed, with the Edge
2: die, and I'm like, hey, hey at Allen didn't do nothing. I could have put uh, Courtland Sutton there.
0: Right. So uh so yeah, so to that tweet, oh buddy who posted this tweet, I hope at least you are making the playoffs. I hope you wasn't in like a groundbreaking hunt. Right. right. Like, like, <laughs> like I hope dude wasn't in a groundbreaking hunt trying to make the playoffs and he left them points on the uh on the bench. But nonetheless, uh we all want to know, mm-hmm. at least us on the podcast wanna know, did you at least win that week? Did you at least win that week? even though you left those points of DK Metcalf's 37 points and Nico Collins' 37 on the bench. <laughs> Did you win, man? Let us know, man. Let us know in the comments if you had to go winning despite leaving them points on the bench, man. Oh. Basis talking about the uh, NFC where your Cowboys reside had a big NFC showdown, the Eagles versus the 49ers, and the Eagles, you have have the narrative right where the 49ers felt as if though Brock Purdy didn't get hurt and they had their quarterback last year in the playoffs, that they would have beat the Eagles and been able to go to the playoffs as opposed to the Eagles losing them. What was your... Take a perspective on that game being that it, I feel like that game meant a lot, just as Come a Cowboys me. fan of like know who, who y'all gotta be gunning for in the NFC.
2: Uh, let me be perfectly clear. I'm not <laughs> the typical cowboy fan, okay, guys? So I'm not the obnoxious cowboy fan. I am probably like like the real cowboy fans, the 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 realest of cowboy fans. I sit at the table with them. I don't sit at the table with the rest of the Cowboy Nation. And I say that to say this, guys. When, they, when the Cowboys played the Panthers, I remember laying down on the couch, right? And I, and and, and it, to me, I wasn't worried about it. Once they went up 14, I was going to go to sleep for the rest of the game, right? I did that with the Panthers. And in the next game, they played the Commanders, right? I was like, oh, Commanders, they go up 14, I'm going go to sleep. And the scores end up being just crazy, right? Not worried about that, right? Seahawks. Everybody's like, "Man, I don't know them Seahawks. I don't know the Seahawks. I don't know." And I'm like, "I'm not worried about no Got? I'm, I'm not worried about those Seahawks, right? I'm not worried about them, right. Even when it looked like they was gonna give us what for, I was like, "I'm not worried, right?" Sunday, I don't care what happened. In Philly, bro. I don't care about it. I don't care about it. If you're a real Cowboy fan, you're hoping that your locker room don't care about it neither. And you hope that your locker room ain't persuaded. uh, I ain't feeling good. I ain't feeling no type of positive way about what happened in Philadelphia this past Sunday. Because I'm going to tell you something right now. It ain't going to matter. That don't matter when it comes to us. Cowboy fans, I just want y'all to know that that don't matter. It, it just, if San Fran gonna be the number one seed, that's fine, that's cool. But San Fran, the whole other division over there, right? We'll make the wild card, but how about we want home field advantage until we have to go play San Fran? Because that's what it's gonna boil down to, right? It's gonna boil. Why it doesn't matter, Cowboy fans, because we have to beat the Eagles. To even be able to play San Fran again. Because, see, San Fran kicked our dick in the dirt. Oh, excuse my language. Early in the season. Fast forward, did it to the Eagles. Right? That just makes us – that just shows how evident we're neck and neck. Right? There's there's no team better than the other team. But it's who play that game the best, who executes the best, who has less penalties. Who can really stay within the inches? Dak Prescott, step out of the house when we could have scored a touchdown, right? It's, it's, it don't matter. Cause now we in the fight with Philly and look like Green Bay coming up to play San Fran to go to the Super Bowl. Or if not, they're going again. So it don't matter, right? I mean, I can't hear you, bro. You're talking, but I can't hear you. But I'm going to say this. Cowboy fans, I'm, I'm I'm telling you right now. Look at me. I'm trying to tell you right now. You know? Like, I get it. It, it felt good watching the Eagles get stalked like they did, right? It felt good, right? For y'all, it felt good. The whole time, I'm like, see, this is not okay. Because them niggas is finna be mad when they come to Dallas now. Right? <laughs> got to think right? long and they're going to have a point. <laughs> and I'm like, everybody, like, oh, you see the Eagles? you see the Eagles? And my boy who's an Eagles fan was like, man, I was hurt. And I, I had to walk away. I don't even want to speak on them. I don't even want to jinx it. I don't even want to, uh-uh. So to put the 49ers win over the Eagles into
0: its proper perspective, they put up 40 points on both the Eagles and the Cowboys. Beat the Eagles 42 to 19 and beat the Cowboys 42 to 10. Like, they look like the favorites, bro, to win the Super Bowl. Shanahan may finally. Who beats them? Like, who beats them, bro? Nobody. Like, not
2: like, who beats them? Nobody. Bro, who
0: beats these guys, bro? I'll
2: tell, you this. I'll tell you this, though. I'll tell you this, though. i tell you this, though. Between the Eagles and the Cowboys, whoever can manage in that NFC championship game, whoever can manage, they will beat whoever comes out of the AFC. In my mind, without a shadow of a doubt, it doesn't matter who comes out. Ravens, Kansas City,
0: Bro, I came to the realization that yesterday, I don't think Kansas City's winning the championship
2: this year. I feel like
1: uh, Christian was two years too late, too early.
2: I feel like Christian got off the podcast uh, too quick because Jacksonville could have been the first, could have <laughs> been the top seed in all of the AFC if they would have won. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, a
1: lot of things he foresees actually came to true like once he got off the podcast. said 49ers are going to be one of the best teams. They are. Best defenses, they are. Um Jacksonville, they are Watson, he he was and now is not now the guy. What,
0: what happened to was, Watson, Watson,
1: he not the guy with the Browns. He was doing what he needed to do when he was with us. Now let's be let's be honest though. Let's be honest though, in comparison, so we can you can segue a little bit with this. In comparison of what we have now, were we just getting by? or did we really have our franchise quarterback? Let's be really, um, really, really, really honest. I'm not,
0: I'm not, I'm not, fit. I know he's I look back,
2: bad right now. Bro, Deshaun I still five, look bro. at it yeah. like, Don't I still that. look at it like. Don't do that, Don. Yeah.
1: No, respect bro, he what was he did. top five, bro, when he was That's two. fine. That's fine. But that was literally after a certain point. Our quarterback right now is getting considered top five first year touching the, the gridiron. And that's what I'm saying.
0: It's like. Injured he got injured his first year.
1: Bro. Deshaun, 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 Deshaun got injured
0: his first year. One. And two, let's not act like Deshaun. let's not act like the Watson didn't have to deal with the poison of Bill O'Brien.
1: He had Hopkins. Wow. Stop it, dog. I'm not, I'm not saying that <laughs> not, now. Listen, yeah, listen to me first. I'm what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, based on the, the what you have to what you have, it's like Watson did good for what was a, what we what we wanted and what we needed for Houston. Like, I don't think he was the actual perfect fit for Houston. I feel like Stroud's the perfect fit for Houston. I, I feel, feel like... like Sean Watson was definitely, like, a hell of a stepping stone to what we needed to start bringing into our organization. That's what I mean. I don't think he was necessarily the perfect guy. But it's like, I just feel like it could have been better. Like, we were grateful, dude. Yes, he was amazing. He he was good for what he was doing, but I look at it now it's just like we actually have an actual quarterback, dog. To say we have an
0: actual quarterback, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know what context you mean that in, but I feel like you're dealing with a severe case of recency bias based on what we're saying from CJ Stroud when we was down and out. When we was down and out, like. He was our crowning gem. Deshaun Watson was our crowning gem. Yeah, listen to what you just said. But what you're saying, what I'm interpreting and what you're saying is you are making it seem as if though you're saying, yeah, he was good, but like was he really like a like good
2: girl? <laughs> <Like, laughs> right. Well, see, I honestly I can I can understand that, but at the same time, bro, you can't you can't take like you can't take that away from Deshaun Watson, bro. Yeah, it's like I'm yeah, not,
1: he, I'm not. It's like, it's like yes, he I'm got not. It sounds like I am, but oh, it's
2: though. being real it's about it. Because you know what I'm saying? It's like you found a shiny new toy, like not, like not. No offense, but it's just like it's like. Well, was that last one really all that fun for real? It's
0: like so no. Yeah, bro. This is like, don't get me wrong. I, I love C.J. Stroud, but I'm not going to. I mean, if you want to, because that's what we're gonna always do in the world of sports. Like, try to compare the two. He got hurt his first year, and he was dealing with the like. C.J. Stroud is coming into a whole new, brand new regime, bro. Like, does right. does the C.J. Stroud get to? Uh, does he get to flourish if he's on the Bill O'Brien? Probably not. Uh, so, what you call it? Uh, Deshaun Watson. They got rid of. They got. They start to chip away at the defense. Talk about having complimentary football. Get rid of JJ Watt, and then you get rid of his number one receiver, and Hopkins. Like, he was a top five quarterback before he got hurt. Before he stopped playing. Um, and unfortunately, well, I mean, what, well, what, like, who was the top? You got Lamar won his MVP. Uh, then we had to run
2: into the emergence of
0: um of Patrick Mahomes, like bro, he's like it's a yeah. bro, yeah. he's legged. Like, come on, dog. Yeah, you like, gotta, you gotta
2: bro. hold, you really gotta hold your guy, dog.
1: But the quarterback we awesome? that we got, for what we used to have, and for the quarterback yeah. that we got with in Deshaun Watson, it's like okay, dude, like we're grateful. It's awesome. Yes, we even made him into a top five quarterback. I'm not saying that is false okay but based on what you've seen now and then it's like realistically i'm sorry that's an actual real quarterback that's what i'm saying what that's do you mean we by have right now so you say, expect- okay
0: what do you mean i'm sorry so let's forgive me what do you mean by real quarterback
1: i mean by that is like yeah <laughs> I, I like when i seen i see a lot of improvising dude. It wasn't a lot of quarterbacking with, with Deshaun Watson. It was a lot of improvising. It's not a shot. It's not a shot. Better yet, better system, who knows? What i I've seen off of, okay. it's like okay. I've seen a whole bunch of improv- improvising with Deshaun, but I actually see quarterbacking with CJ. Like, he's actually throwing the ball is in a commanding way rather than with Deshaun. Deshaun, yes, he threw the ball, but he was definitely creating and making it up
2: as he went beautifully. Hey, I, I gotta say this because I've been thinking about this lately, and I have to get this off my chest. Uh, so, my my, I, I kind of put my my. No, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. I'll say that Dak Prescott has survived the test of time way better than. Quarterbacks forementioned. Right? So now I get to say this to you guys because I couldn't say it back then. Dak Prescott is a better quarterback than Deshaun Watson. He and always was, he always was a better quarterback than Deshaun Watson. Because Darnell just admitted to it right now, he just did. So, thank Don't you. Put on my now, that, now that I understand your point, and your point can only be your point now, Darnell. If, in fact, though, Dak Prescott is better than and was always better than Deshaun Watson, because okay, look. It really tapping into the paint medic effect, what I talk about, right? Because you said improvising the quarterbacking, then I thought about the paint medic because that's premium right there. Okay, if that's the case, my quarterback. He was dueling with Josh Allen and he was dueling with your boy Deshaun Watson and Kyler Murray and all these other different quarterbacks, Ryan Tannehill and everybody did. And know? he has, I mean, Derek Carr, uh uh, yeah. uh Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, Mac Jones, all these guys. Uh Joe Burrow still there. You know what I'm saying? Joe Burrow down and out now. He can't even be in nobody's conversation. And my guy, and I talked about this earlier, earlier this season. I was like, yo, it's Dak Prescott, bro. It's Dak Prescott. And what we've seen from him lately, the Seahawks, and if we can see something with Philly, then I'll say my foot was in my mouth. But not just yet, not just yet, Dak, because I don't care about all this regular season stuff. Wait till we touch the playoffs. And, and, and then we'll see about some. Then we'll see about me saying other things. But yeah, that's it. But Dardell, no, no, yes, I get your point. Uh, I don't think Deshaun Watson could ever read defenses that good, so that's why improvising. Lamar Jackson is figuring it out, and he's kicking everybody's behind. So hey, it is, it is what it is. And,
1: it is and I will like, and I have to give this credit, bro. Like I'm not saying he's better at all. He just Oh, man, just set aside. No, no, he served his purpose. He was great. Hell, a top five quarterback. I'm not denying anything that you're saying. But just as an actual quarterback, like I said, like, I'm sorry, C so is a better quarterback. I'll even agree with you. Dak is a better quarterback. Improviser? Absolutely not. Absolutely He's not. Those are two different, no, two different things. I want a quarterback personally, based especially off of what I've experienced, because a quarterback can get you, is more reliable than an improviser to a certain extent. Depending on how good you improvise. It it, it it goes back to Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. Improviser, Peyton Manning, and quarterback, Tom Brady. That's the way it works. And I mean, neither it don't mean neither one is better than the other. It's just about preference. Me me after my experiences, I prefer the regular quarterback. Improviser is just you get picks, you get fumbles, you get injuries, you get all this random shit that doesn't come with a regular quarterback as often.
0: I'm not. I'm not diminishing or dimming the light in any way, shape, or form of what Sean Watson gave with Houston Texans, despite having to overcome the coaching of Bill Bill O'Brien. I am not going to diminish his impact on us and getting us to playoffs the best way he could. I'm not going to do that to proper CJ Stroud. CJ uh, CJ Stroud is. I wouldn't even say showing. But, well, you say showing. CJ Stroud is showing a great deal of long term uh, greatness as a quarterback. And that can be true while just as well as Deshaun Watson was great for us while we had him. I don't think. Yeah, yeah I, I, That's I'm not. This is exactly I'm what I'm saying. We'll it, don't, it don't sound like that, but
1: yeah. Thank you, Deshaun. Thank you, Deshaun. <laughs> Thank you. I still got your jersey and everything. My brother, I still, I still love you. The personal stuff ain't got nothing to do with nothing. I just know what I know, bro. And, and and like I said, that his demise is not even all the way a him thing, bro. It's a Browns thing, in my opinion. And I was stuck by that. I never said, all, i never been strong on, oh, his talent's going to be bad necessarily. No, they just don't know how to. Cater to a quarterback correctly. So they, I don't see him being productive in, in Cleveland. But other than that, still a great athlete and, and sports player, period.
2: Not the short from that's not too, but, Uh Well, we, we can move on. We can move on. Uh, um, yeah, so
0: before, you know, I think we would have still been in the run for CJ Stroud, too have the MVP, but I think that loss to the Jaguars, right, and us being able to secure the division, which may not be too far off right now, Jaguars, after going against the Bengals last night. Uh, Christian Kirk going to be out indefinitely for some time, and then Trevor Lawrence having a gruesome ankle injury. I don't know when he would be expected that. could might well, have a chance. Yeah, we could still have the opportunity to win, win our division. But winning the division was highly predicated on us beating the Jacksonville Jaguars last week, which we feel short in going. They continue to stay at the one seed in the AFC South. But had we did that, everybody would have continued to pump up and pump up and pump up C.J. Stroud as the uh, MVP of the league, not just for the MVP for, the, for That's that was won a while ago. <laughs> Um now obviously it being a week to week situation. Now people are propping up Brock Purdy and Tyreek Hill. Right. Um if y'all had to choose which one would y'all do, um, and I'll bring some stats up here uh in a second, and I have to uh hearing some of y'all uh hearing which y'all how y'all feel. I'll take the
1: cheetah. I definitely take the cheetah based on the fact that it's a, he's a one man wrecking crew in my opinion, to a, to a, to a an extent. And I feel like Purdy is, he has too much help around him to consider MVP in my opinion. You have literally pro bowlers around you to where it's just like, I'm not necessarily questioning your greatness all the way, but it's just like, I just can't give you the hands down. You're the best guy. Like you your tight end's a pro bowler. Your two of your receivers are possible pro bowlers. Your running back's a pro bowler. Your tight your your fullback's a pro bowler. Your lineman is a pro bowler. I mean, literally, your whole offensive offensive team is a pro bowler. Five of your players are pro bowler. No, that's just I can't give it to you, brother. <laughs> I don't even think Ty, I think Tyreek has maybe two and Mostert. As Pro Bowlers, that's it, and maybe somebody on the offensive line. That is all. That's that's three other guys, if three. Waddle, I, I think Waddle kind of got slowed down this year. If he didn't get slowed down, he may have been a Pro Bowler himself. But yeah, because because that does make you question if you threw uh, if you threw Brock Purdy on. The Cleveland Browns, does he still have the same success or even close to it? Or is he he even going to even be starting anymore? Kind of makes you scratch your head a little, just a little.
2: Okay, so. The audacious here. What's up with it?
0: (laughs) What's the noise in the background?
2: Hold on. Oh, that's the
0: AC. That was the AC. My bad. Oh, Dacius, who would you, uh, who would you lean towards for the NFL MVP? That person. Oh, sorry.
2: <laughs> my bad. Who, 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 who who's, 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 who's who's say, My bad. Man, I didn't know. I didn't know you was going to list people. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Brock Purdy or Tyreek Hill? Tyreek Hill. Uh, Tyreek Hill hasn't missed a game of consistency. And uh, Brock Purdy has missed one or two. And as the trajectory goes, maybe three. And so... Uh, as the trajectory goes, my boy could possibly uh set a record. You know, uh uh we didn't shout out Deron Bland for setting the intercept the pick six record. Uh by the way, I just wanna do that. But Tyreek could possibly uh do the first receiver to three thousand and that'll be that'll be grand. That'll be like some some like you expect a tall receiver, a tall fast receiver to do that. But the fact that he'll bullet he just shred everybody and and is to be on pace for and is on pace for three thousand. That's crazy. So that's who I would give it to. And um and he's, he's just been a dog. He's been a dog. You know, I mean you can take think... sorry. No, my bad. And it kind of feel like it kinda feels like he's edging out in the who needed who conversation, right? So it's it's like, yeah, let let, let my boy have it, man.
1: I think we did kind of talk about this as well, about not necessarily greatness, but success. I think I was a little bit more on the lines of uh, the receiver kind of having their own success without their quarterback, and people were against me about that. I mentioned you know somebody and they just were more focused on the comparison rather than the idea of what I was talking about. I said when Deion Branch left, uh, Tom Brady he still found success or managed was still being able to like be successful. It don't mean at what level, but he still found success. So I was that's how I kind of I kind of feel like this kind of plays somewhat of it to where this is what I kind of thought was going to happen. I say I mean, Patrick Mahomes is still going to be. Great, but nowhere near the guy he was with Tyreek, and I think Tyreek was still going to be able to, to to make some shit happen. Obviously, make some shit happen. He's
2: breaking records. Yeah, people just focus more
1: on the comparison. Forget the comparison. It's about the,
2: the, the I, situation. I who, this, who this Darnell is that you brought to the podcast tonight? But but I love it. Keep keep bringing him to the podcast because <laughs> boy, yo, I'm like yo. <laughs>
0: Alright, so so the numbers that I have at hand, you got Tyreek Hill is on pace to break Calvin Johnson's receiving record. Calvin Johnson in 2012 had 1, 1,964 1900, 1, receiving yards. Right now, Tyreek Hill is on pace to surpass that with 2,000 receiving yards, right? And so, Brock Purdy, obviously, he does what? He beats the Eagles, he beats the Cowboys, and you know the thing, like, you start, you start to see the media and them getting the buzz, and you know, obviously, they have an influence on who's going to be your MVP, and people are starting to talk about, like, oh, Brock Purdy, because, you know, sometimes the MVP, it seems that, like, it's a unanimous or un...
2: It's un, undeniable.
0: No, I can't think of the word that I'm looking for currently, but it's a... It's a quarterback award. For the most part, it is. It appears to be that way, right? And so, gotcha. So, so when I see that, okay, Tyreek Hill is on pace to break Calvin Johnson's receiving record. I'm like, okay, when Calvin Johnson had the receiving record, did he win MVP? He did not win MVP that year. Playing with the Lions, obviously, the Lions wasn't on for winning a lot, but uh, despite having a negative sign. Um. However, who did win MVP that season when Megatron broke the receiving record was none other than Adrian Peterson. No, it wasn't Tom Brady. It was Adrian Peterson, a non-quarterback. He was a non-quarterback. Uh, AP had over two thousand rushing yards. Yeah, over two thousand rushing yards. Twelve and twelve touchdowns on the season. And so I'm just like, all right. Obviously, that was a. Uh, I think it was Eric. It was Eric Dickerson's record that Adrian Peterson birthday, did, right? And you kind of like fight between the two, just like all right, you got AP breaking a, a rushing record, you got Kevin Johnson breaking a receiving record. Obviously, both of these players are astronomically uh, important to their team in terms of most valuable, right? And I think it would be absolutely criminal, absolutely criminal to give Brock Purdy the MVP or to even consider him, it's criminal to consider him as an MVP, right? Off the sole fact that when McCaffrey was out, when Depot was out, Brock Purdy played the worst stretch of football in his NFL career. It was Evident, it was evident when those guys went out. Brock Purdy wasn't the source to their strength.
2: Yeah.
0: You know what I'm saying? He wasn't the source to their strength. He was he was not playing great. It wasn't like, oh, we lost Debo, we lost McCaffrey for a half a game. Hey, Brock, go out there and make plays. No, Brock struggled immensely, immensely. Now you got Debo coming back, they win a few games, bro. That's a well oiled machine. Give it to Mike Shanahan before you give it to Bart Purdy. Bart Purdy is in no way, shape, or form. Now, had he still been, had he still played a float? uh, it's coming up on me. Shout out, pull up these numbers on Bart Purdy when everybody was out when they lost. Uh, what you call it? Had he still been performing at a top tier level all right, Barclay, you, like, you in heavy consideration. I mean, and it may even be yours considering you a quarterback, but you don't struggle the way he did during that stretch without McCaffrey and without Debo Samuel and say he has, like, potential to be an MVP. Absolutely not the case, because I'm convinced even at this point, I would, I'm convinced at this point, if you give me a little bit of time, <laughs> Give me an offseason and had Ch- Shanahan uh, coach me up. Man, plug and chug that offense. Can you throw the ball? All right. <laughs> like, let's go. You know what I'm saying? Um, think uh before the season, Brock Purdy was at plus 2,500 to win MVP, and now he's at 300. Like, that's a drastic jump from go to plus 25 and not just plus three. It's like, bro, like, don't. Don't disrespect the game. Please Please respect the game and make sure that that MVP award, if not CJ Stroud, (laughs) make sure that MVP award goes to Tyree. Yeah, goes to Tyree Hill. (laughs) In my opinion, I feel like you got to get an MVP award to Tyree Hill. Um, Considering what he's doing, considering it was somebody that wrote up this illustrious Article on like why you need to be cautious about taking Tyreek Hill. Uh, this past week, I, I forget where it was going against, but you need to be cautious because they play this type of defense and they don't want to let people take the top off and they're going to try to neutralize Tyreek Hill. Yeah, let me see how they went. Darnell, you know how they went the firsthand because you got Tyreek Hill uh, on your fantasy team. <laughs> um, but yeah, bro. Um. Without Tyreek Hill, I mean, excuse me, without Debo Samuel, they played against Cleveland. They had McCaffrey that game, but they didn't have Debo. He didn't have Debo to throw the ball to. They lost to Cleveland, right? Obviously, Cleveland defense is, like, up there. No, I'm lying to you guys. Well, no, he, he, I'm I'm going to assume, I can't remember exactly when, but I believe, The Cleveland game is when Debo got hurt. Maybe Debo and McCaffrey, that's when they had got hurt. Then they had to play Minnesota. They had to play the Vikings. McCaffrey was able to play, but there was no Debo Samuel. They lost. They only put up 17 points. Yeah, this is the game, because we talked about this earlier, earlier, a couple weeks ago. But, yeah, so... With Debo Samuels and no McCaffrey both on the football field, Brock Purdy was only able to amass 17 points. And those are all in losing efforts. Yeah, I'll tell you everything you need to know. So yeah, Brock Purdy going from plus 24 to plus 300 for NFL MVP consideration is nothing void, considering mm-hmm. when you didn't have so,
2: McCaffrey, you didn't have a Debo, you went 0 for 3. So... Is so we can say, so it's safe to say that buddy not even the most valuable player on his team. At all. <laughs> <sighs>
0: yeah, man. But uh, we ran over time. Won't get to uh no NBA tonight. We'll have to say that for next week for sure. But uh anything, y'all, for the to close our week before we say. Good night
2: to the beautiful people out there listening to us. Uh, it's getting cold out there. Y'all cover up. Uh, I don't know if you can hear it in my voice, but, you know, I'm uh, a little bit under the weather, so y'all just uh, try to stay safe. And happy holidays. Um, don't worry about presents and gifts and all that stuff. Just kind of enjoy your people, enjoy your family, and, and enjoy the fact that we're all on this side of the dirt. And, You know we get to see each other and love on each other, and and that's what's really important, and that's what it's about.
0: Beautiful people, make sure you follow me at Emaxx. Follow Sedacious at I Am Sedacious. Follow Black Peace at Black Period Peace. We we'll have all that down in the description. And uh, last but certainly not least, make sure y'all follow our brother Shine Hard Izzo. Uh, coming to a digital wallet near you with Shine Hard Izzo Circle so Picks. Um, make an effort at getting those picks out there more consistently to y'all for y'all to be able to catch and part of the take into the uh, wonderful world of sports betting with us. Thank you, people, for taking out the time to listen to us. We do not take it for granted. Um, again, thank y'all for writing with us 100-plus episodes in. And we will see you beautiful people next week.